Mindfuck, the official podcast of Status Flow, where we are going to fuck your mind so that you can get what you want. <laughs> I know that sounds wild and crazy, but it is quite a trip. It's a total mindfuck because what you have in your brain right now, the current constructs, a lot of that is what is jamming you up from achieving your moonshot, no way in hell, impossible goal. And you can, in fact, achieve it if you get out of your own way. You can do this in many ways. Go to statusflow.net, check out all the programs, especially under Moonshot with the group containers, the one-on-one coaching, the team engagements. And of course, you can apply to be on Mindfuck, just like Angela did. She is our special guest today. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Chris? I am fantastic. Now, um, as you know, this is being shared with, uh, with our audience. And this is an opportunity for you to have a truly transformative experience to make some major shifts in your world uh, that will ultimately completely renegotiate your existence, like change your reality in terms of the experience that you're having in this life on this planet, whether it's work, business, personal, or otherwise. So my invitation is to take full advantage of this. If we go down a road that you think this is actually not something I'm willing to share, this has happened in the past where clients said, yes, I'm happy to share anything. And we opened up a door that she did not expect. And um, and so we just completely cut that part out of the podcast. We will completely trash the whole podcast uh, altogether if we need to. So the opportunity here. If you go down some road that you're not comfortable with, let's go down that road anyway, because we don't have to use any of this. Okay. That's an awesome offer. <laughs> it's what we do here. So you you can't lose. You can't lose, right? I mean, people are literally having transformative experiences in 40 minutes, in 20 minutes. We had one that happened in about eight, completely changed four decades of crap. And so let's see what we can do for you while I'm not in a race. I, uh, I do want to see how quickly we can get you, uh, whether it's unstuck or whatever. So give me an idea of what's going on and what would be valuable for you coming away from this engagement. Well, there's, there's two big things that are going on right now. One of them is I had a spinal injury two and a half years ago, okay. um, took, took a year before they figured out what was wrong. And I am still going through the PT, you know, it's up and down. So it's, it's physical pain and limitation. And I'm not real good at that. (laughs) I'm not real good at the pain or the limitation or both. Uh, Let's let's okay. Pain for a year and a half. Uh, uh. right. I didn't sign up for that. Um, Physical limitation that, you know, my body has been the one thing I've always been able to count on always been an athlete, always been strong, always trusted my body and falling out of trust with my body has really rocked my world a bit Mm. and probably my self-identity. Now, the other thing is I have been in the soup on this whole journey, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically as well. Really, I started meditating every day I mean, it took me four years to get to every day. (laughs) And then once I got there, it was like, oh, wow. Okay, this is fantastic. Uh, Let's do soul retrieval. Let's do ancestral healing. Let's do trauma healing. Let's do. So I just went into the soup like 
diving off of a cliff at Angel Falls or something. Right. Um, you've, you've done all the spiritual woo-woo hippie stuff. Well, I there's a lot from my past that needed to be healed. And I figured during the pandemic and while I was physically not so able that I may as well use that time to release every, I mean, Chris, I love my business. I love my business. And when you are a solopreneur, the only thing that can hold your business back is you. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to do that. I want my business to be amazing and expansive. And I want it to also be a transformational experience for my clients because social media is something that a lot of people have a hang up about. Mm -hmm. Self-promotion is one of those things that people have a hang up about. So I have to get out of my own way so that I can help others. True. Well, you have done a lot of work. And you have a very high level of self-awareness. Um, what do you need me for? <laughs> There's so much further to go, Chris. <laughs> There's just seriously, once you go down this path, it's never ending. There sure. is deeper and deeper layers. There are things that we don't know how to let go of. There are things that we don't know that we're clinching. There okay. are comfort zones that are a last resort and we don't want to leave them no matter what. Okay, so let's, holding... let's, let's release all the we's. Let's talk about you. Like, what do you want? What, what is the big thing here because you've opened up a lot of doors here and so I want to make sure I'm um, I'm providing you what will give you the most value where would you like me to focus great question um I don't think I'm showing up fully enough strong enough um I'm holding back so much. And I think that I have lost some of my trust for myself because of everything that's going on. Okay. I can see that. You feel that. Where are you feeling that? I mean, your whole face just changed right there. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, in my gut, for sure. Um, okay. in, my, in my chest. Even, even in my shoulders. <laughs> Okay. So let's do this for a second here. Um, take a couple of breaths. And as you release, you can say it out louder or in your mind, either way, say the word open. Do that like three times. Open. Open. One more. Open. Okay. Where are you holding back? Allowing myself to be successful. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not a guns blazing kind of girl until I get to a certain point, but 
I think I am being too tentative. Okay. You know, trying to test the waters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm. It's a great question. Not giving a clear, clear hit on that. Okay. Give me an example, a recent example, maybe the most recent example where you know that's that's an example of where I'm holding back. Um, doing business development for myself. Okay. <laughs> and I I tell everybody else how to do it, how often to do it, how much time, what the quality. Mm-hmm. And I there's some procrastination. You know, if there's anything that is a big problem for me right now, it's procrastination. And just really not um, putting myself out there in the way that I could. Okay. What's an example of one way that you could put yourself out there that you've been procrastinating on? Posting regularly myself. Okay, great. So posting regularly. Um, You could be doing this. It is beneficial it's part of your strategy and you are procrastinating on this um what is it when you when you go to think about when you when you start thinking about posting what do you experience what do you feel um my business has gone through a lot of shifts and so i'm like oh my god where am i at today what 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 would be a useful message um what do people want to hear? What what do I want to say? That is a that's a great question. What do you want to say? Forget about know. your business for a second. Let's. I'm going to give you what we call the a, a megaphone moment. You have one thing that you want to share with the world. What is it? What if we were all operating? at 100%. What if? What would happen? Mm. So what would happen if you were operating at 100%? I think there's a certain magic, a certain glow, a certain amount of impact. If, If we're operating in our zone, Talk about you. If I'm operating in my zone. I'm operating in my zone. That is that is a fault. Thanks for catching that. Not a um, fault. It's 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 an offload. Let's get you connected to you here. Um I want to have impact. I want to help people change their own lives. I I want to be connected to my purpose. I I really want to help people amplify their impact. Okay. You say you want to make an impact um, and you say you want to be achieving your purpose. How do you define those terms? Um, impact is easy. Purpose is not. Um, impact is, you know, when I work with people, a lot of them 
are very frustrated with the whole self-promotion idea. And if I can help them shift that to an idea of service and give them permission to, you know, it's like, why are you holding yourself back? There's so many people out there that need you. And once they really connect with that themselves, they're able to do more of what they do and more impactfully themselves. They're able to be more of who they are. But let's say it's just an insurance person. Mm-hmm. You know, if they can have more open and honest conversations with their clients and potential clients, there are a lot more things that they can do for those clients. So mm-hmm. really helping them see that they're not playing at 100% and not maybe saying some of those difficult things to say, but the ones that are the right things to say for their clients. Okay. So I'm going to hit you with a pretty hard one here. If you are not living the message, you are not a very good messenger. And everything you're telling me about your clients is exactly why you're on this podcast based on what you're sharing. I'm not operating at hundred percent. I'm not fulfilling my purpose. I'm not making the impact. All the things that you want from them you're not doing what's in your way i really think some of it is the trust and it, trusting myself okay um i'm sure there's some worthiness stuff in there too i i had a rough childhood um yeah the the whole deserving worthiness kind of problematic. Okay. Let's talk about your purpose for a second. How do you define that? <laughs> well, I, I mean, without marrying ourselves to it, like what's your best, give me some, maybe give me a, a, a little bit of the blueprint or something. Maybe it's not quite specific, but. I, I don't have a clue how to answer that question, Chris. I really don't. Okay. I have not gotten in touch with that. Okay. I mean, I live a pretty passion-filled life. You know, I'm I'm a risk taker. I, you know, I I generally don't back down from things. Um, you know, I'll jump out of a plane in a heartbeat. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to do. You know, I was a rock climbing instructor, a snowboarding instructor. I'm I'm okay at taking risks, but mm-hmm. I think when it comes to business, I that's where I really fall down. I being a business owner was never part of the plan for me. It was kind of accidental. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that it happened, but I I just don't know how to answer that whole purpose question at all. I really get tripped up on that. Okay. That's actually a good thing right now, based on where you are. Um, Because right now, if your purpose were to be clear and it were to fall in your lap, you wouldn't trust yourself to achieve it. (laughs) Yeah, that landed. Yep. So there's a lot going on here. All right. When did you lose trust in yourself? Um, I don't know that I've ever fully had it. 
Okay. I think a lot yeah, of that you, was you became an entrepreneur though. You stumbled into that. I, I did too. I had no plan that this would be like, I just, you know, I finally realized I'm not capable of working for other humans. So I, <laughs> it was almost like I didn't have a choice. Right. Um, you know, the founder of LinkedIn, he, he had a great quote. He said, an entrepreneur is somebody who jumps off the cliff and figures out how to build a plane on the way down. Now, you either must have had enough trust in you to do that or absolutely no other option. There's always options. Right. So you had to have some level of trust. Yes. I'm curious about the procrastination too. It's um, This is not your nature, by the way. People will say things like that. It's my nature to procrastinate. I am a procrastinator and be very aware when you say the words I am and something that follows that because you get your identity wrapped around an I am statement, you're going to have a problem. Like when people say I am an alcoholic or something, that's that's a dangerous statement in my world. It uh, is not my nature. Right. It's a strategy. Coping mechanism, whatever it might be. Great. So what's this strategy? What's this coping mechanism designed to do? Um, to keep me from being as successful as I can be because that's scary. Right. Right. You're not afraid of failure. Like the trust thing, I, I think you have enough... I'm sensing anyway. My sense is that you have enough trust in yourself to push forward and do things. There's this, what I'm what I'm picking up is the, can I really hold this container? Um, like maybe I can build it, but can I really hold it? Yeah. Is that, am I picking? Yeah, there's something there for you. I, and it's been incremental. Okay. I've been... You know, I started working with one audience and ended up with attorneys and CPAs, okay. which I never thought I would be able to do. Mm -hmm. But now I am so good at it. Right. So there are levels of allowing. Mm -hmm. But seriously, Chris, it's like baby steps. It's like out of character for me what's out of character for you that the baby steps i really am a you know jump off the cliff kind of girl so you're really holding yourself back and playing small what is it you're afraid of i don't know if you did know i mean without making any commitments here what might be something um not knowing if it, oh. my dad's head voice is going through my head. Like, what is he saying? Oh, he's just spent an entire lifetime sabotaging everything that I did and telling me I didn't deserve it. Um, oh. yeah, I heard, I've heard so many stories, teachers, okay. bosses. Yep. He spent a lifetime trying to keep me from being successful so that. He wouldn't look small. Wow. I know. What dad does that? Actually, that's a very good question. What kind of dad does that? Now, I'm going to say this 
with no judgment of him, and I get how hard this is, believe me, if I had more daddy issues, I'd be dancing on a brass pole somewhere. If without judgment. <laughs> the picture, the picture, Chris. Right, yeah, nobody needed it, right? Nobody can unsee that. I just, somebody just wrecked their car. I apologize. You cannot sue me for that. Uh, <laughs> but if you can release the judgment around your father, around what, whatever the judgment is, he's a bad dad, he's a terrible human, he's an asshole, whatever, whatever the judgment is, what kind of person says that to their kid? Somebody who really doesn't believe in themselves. Right. Somebody that uh, had to go through all of that with their parents. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that my father was not the son that my grandfather wanted. I know that. Right. I was the grandchild that my grandfather wanted for sure. Oh my God. He pushed and prodded and helped me do all the crazy ass things that I wanted to do. And it drove right. a wedge between myself and my father that I didn't see being that young. I was just excited. Right. And yeah, your, your becoming successful, your relationship to the grandfather that he didn't have. It's really, I mean, there's, there are some intergenerational family patterns here. This is really interesting, Angela. I have a very similar paradigm with my father, my grandfather, my father, and I had a very strange relationship and his dad was my best friend growing up. Um, and I was I, with my grandfather always. Okay. So your dad, this, okay. This is the part where the ego fucking hates this um what's your relationship to your father not with him um is he even is he on the planet not okay so so we don't need to worry about the relationship with him your relationship to him how would you define that for me or give me some framework for that well i spent my whole life reaching back to him and trying to have a relationship with him right it's, it's really been since he's been gone that some of these things have come to light. And I've realized how much he tried to influence my life in the negative. Okay. And what is your understanding of his driver for that? What, what was motivating that? Jealousy, inadequacy. Right. Um, just not a mature, healthy relationship with his father. Right. My my grandfather, I'm telling you, he was larger than life. He was strong. He mm -hmm. could be intimidating and an asshole. I loved and adored him because I didn't see any of this stuff until I was older. But wow, he was a force, Chris. He was yeah. he was a force of nature. And you did not gainsay him at all. So how if if I came to you and I told you my father was, or anybody, it doesn't have to be me, right? But if I if I came to you or somebody came to you and said that their father was insanely jealous of the relationship that they had with their grandfather, right? Their dad's dad, if and never felt like they were good enough, but now their kid is good enough. 
and somebody came to you and said, yeah, this is how I feel. How would you feel about that father figure caught in the middle, feeling so inadequate, so overlooked, so maybe even replaced by the grandchild? How do you relate to that person? I feel bad about it. I I genuinely, it's so unfortunate. It's just so unfortunate. Right. But there is, you know, they have their own trauma and they have their own inability to mature and develop beyond that. And you know, I, I was expecting him to be an adult and he wasn't, you know, it was a little bit more like, I mean, jealousy, that's second grade. <laughs> well, there's a judgment in there, right? Like I could say I should be over something by now, but if I haven't been taught the tools or learned to deal with it, I haven't like chronology. When we say you should be over it by now, we base that on chronology and this is bullshit. Like when people say, oh, I should be over my, my ex-spouse by now, based on what? Have you done the work? If the answer is no, then no, you should not be over it by now just because time has passed, right? Think about your dad for a second. Now, if he had an estranged relationship or a strained relationship with his dad, where maybe he was never good enough or whatever, and then you come along as his child. Now, first he repeats intergenerational family patterns, behavioral programming, blah, blah, blah. But then he's also threatened. He sees your relationship to his father. And now you are good enough. You are now what he couldn't be. And so he's trying to stomp you down. Like I can have so much compassion for your dad who felt maybe overlooked, who felt replaced, who felt here's now my kid is good enough, but I wasn't like, how does that even mathematically work? How can you have something from something that's not good enough and have the thing be good enough? Like what the fuck? Right now, I don't know if this is your dad's framework or not. My dad hmm. is very type B. And I think my grandfather would have only accepted type A. I get it. My, my grandfather was- he was a gold medal gymnast. He was a lieutenant colonel in the United States Marine Corps. My father was a short, fat, no athletic ability whatsoever. I get it. Me, I'm an athlete. I was an ice hockey player. I played tennis with my, like, you and I have some very similar family history here. Um, the question is, can you, in service to your life in service to your business, can you let your father off the hook here? Can you move into a place for compassion, of compassion and empathy for this man who did not know how to handle all of this? Oh, I, I have been there. I've, right. I've spent some time there, mm -hmm. and I think it's going to still take some time before I one hundred percent let him off the hook for. All the okay, things so how that happen to wait? me. How, how much more time are we going to spend? Ooh. You can let him off the hook right now, and I can. We can do this right now. Can we? Yeah, if you're willing. I am your, willing. Your ego's got to get out of the way, and you 
are going to be the one that is responsible for that inner little one that that got wounded. It is no longer on him. You have got to take responsibility for her. This I is will. Okay. So give me one of the judgments that you've been holding on to. In which way, like, is your father wrong, bad? What's the judgment that you've been holding against him? Give me one. You know, the neglect and just ignoring a kid, I think I can understand. But okay. The willful sabotage is really difficult for me too. Okay. So let's talk about the saboteur. So we're going to, I'm going to use that term, the saboteur. This is not a fact in this framework and in this container. This is your relationship to what happened. This is your understanding of it. This is the reality of your understanding, which is subjective. So if we remove the judgment, Say, okay, I choose to release my judgment of my father as a saboteur. Say that. I release my judgment of my dad as a saboteur. Because the truth is what? Because the truth is he was operating from his own circumstances and experiences. Right. You got to go deeper. It's in your head. Let's get it in there. Go deeper. Close your eyes. I choose to release my judgment of my father as a saboteur. I choose to release my judgment of my dad as a saboteur. Because the truth is, go deep. Because the truth is, his wounding was just as deep as mine. Mm. There it is. Maybe even deeper. Mm-hmm. There's still more. I can see it. Bring it up. What else? Because the truth is what? Keep going. He could never find a way to be good enough. Mm. Because the truth is, what else? Because he just wasn't what my grandfather wanted. Mm. And that's not his fault. It's not his fault. Right. Yeah, keep breathing. Yep, there it is. There it is. Just let that come. Just let it come. Let the energy move through. I cried all weekend, Chris. <laughs> Not knowing what mm -hmm. the hell I'm crying about. I mean, right. I knew it was a release. I knew it. And I didn't, I didn't hold it back at all. Mm -hmm. Since, since I had this spinal injury and some of the things that went along with it, mm -hmm. I spent a year being numb. 
I'm just starting to feel deeply again and feel safe doing so. Right. And there's there's a lot to let go of. I lost my dad just a year ago. Mm. And so there's been a lot of stuff that has come up since then. While you have access, let him know right now. Let him, him know. Right now, you're letting, let him know. Tell him right now you're letting him off the hook. You know what, Dad? You've, you've done your time in Angela's mental prison, and I'm letting you off the hook. Dad, I'm letting you go. You're off the hook. No more judgment. Right. I know it's not your fault. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't. There wasn't any possibility of him being what my grandfather wanted. Right. Forgiveness? Is that where (laughs) is that where I need to go? Forgiveness is a slippery slope um, in that the way that organized religion looks at forgiveness is I forgive you for doing this to me. The problem with that is that it still holds you as that person's victim. What we are doing in this work is recognizing that you are not his victim, right? That it actually had nothing to do with you specifically. You were the object of something, but it wasn't about you. Right. And so it we're not saying it's okay. We're not saying that w- we condone his behavior. We are saying we're not going to judge him for it anymore. And this is not for him. This is for you to release yes. what you are holding on to, what you to release the construct that you are his victim there's something else i want to draw your attention to because you're here's where you can shift this paradigm across your world you've said the word help many times in this conversation how you want to help your clients do this help your clients help them do that your clients do not need help help requires rescuing rescuing requires victims you are providing a service for them I do this for them so they can get benefit. You are not helping them do this. You are doing this for them based on their uh, request for your service. They need this valuable service from you. You're not helping them. You are part of their empowered plan to realize their dreams. I like that. Hear the difference in this? Yes. I don't help clients get out of their way. I move shit so clients get out of their way so they can achieve what they came here for. Big difference. It's a big difference. And you can now connect by removing that word help. You can connect with your true value. 
and recognize that it's much bigger than you've been alluding to with this help thing. I half jokingly say the only help I ever provided anybody was moving day. <laughs> it's the only time I've ever helped anybody. I did. Okay. I did pull a drowning woman out of a lake once. Okay. I did that. <laughs> I guess that's help. Um, no, no, that's still not help. I still did that. That's not a help. I didn't help her get out of the lake. I got her out of that lake. Yeah. Wow. This is probably a practice. Here's the other thing. Now you still have work to do. Um, the ego, hates this stuff. I know the ego hates this stuff because the ego wants dad to be wrong and bad and a terrible person, all that shit. But you know, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be effective? There are some right other people right? that he was good to. Right. My father was an incredible mentor to a lot of people. That doesn't mean he was the best dad, right? He did the best he could. My old man lost his oldest daughter when she was 11 years old. That is going to fuck you up, right? So I, I have no judgment against this man for all for any of it. None. He even asked me about that recently. He said, how would, because he has no memory of my childhood and the abuse. He said, why would somebody consciously continue in a relationship with their abuser? Like he couldn't understand that. I said, because to hold myself as the abused, to make you my abuser is to hold myself as your victim forever. And I will not have that. Because that disempowers me. I even told him one of the best gifts I ever got was an apology I never received. So this is why the forgiveness, I'm sorry I did that to you thing. It's like that still holds me as the victim and I won't have it. So we are letting him off the hook for you. We are not saying his behavior was okay or that we condone it. Or if it's somebody that's currently in somebody's life, we're not saying we're going to let that behavior continue. What we're saying is I'm going to take that meaning away and understand there's a deeper reality going on here that is below the awareness of my ego's little self-important structure. Yeah. Big breath. Now, the other side of this is you still have a little younger inner you that needs to know it's not about her, that needs to know that she is good enough, that it was never about her, that you're there for her, that you got her, that you love her, and that she is more than enough. And that's the deep work that needs to continue here with you. I have been doing some of that. Mm -hmm. and this is a practice, right? This is probably going to need to go on for a little while. I don't know how long. You may need to say, you know, every day, dad, you know, or either whether you talk to him directly, say, I choose to release my judgment of my father as X because the truth is Y. You may need to do this daily for a while. It doesn't work when it's in your head. You got in there. In this conversation, you got in there. I could see it. I could feel it. That's where you got to go. If it's just a mental exercise, it's not going to work. It's just academic. And the same is true when you connect with that inner aspect of you that's so young and confused and trying so hard and reaching back to try and get that approval and finally have him say, yeah, baby, you are enough. And it was me. 
right? But that's your job now. Yeah. Yeah. Psychological safety. Right. How are you feeling right now? I'm okay. Okay. Thank you, Chris. What do you need in this moment? I'd really like a hug from my dad. Mm. Well, go ahead. Wrap your arms around yourself. Give yourself a hug. Like, sit with that. There you go. Just sit with that for a second. Mm -hmm. Knowing that he's out there now and that his consciousness still exists, what would he say in this moment now that all the stuff is gone? What would he say? Probably that he always believed that I would be successful. Hmm. No matter what he did. I think, I believe that in some ways he thought he was making me stronger. Oh, yeah. That is very old school parenting thinking. And, you know, you and I are of an older generation now. And, um, and yeah, that back then beat them down to build them up kind of thing. Like my dad was military too. I was born in Vincenza. Ah, hey. so yeah. Toughen your kids up. Right. I mean, it's very old school thinking, you know, I was darn tough. I bet. Still am. <laughs> Damn right. You're an entrepreneur. If you're not tough and you're an entrepreneur, you're not going to last very long. <sighs> 10 years. Right. Yeah. Big breaths. So when we do this level of work, it can get us a little, the little floaty kind of altered state of consciousness sort of thing. So Hopefully you're not going anywhere. You're not getting in a car or anything right now. No. Okay, good. Give, give yourself a little time, maybe splash some water on your face, get a drink, you know, a drink of water. Um, I would steer clear of the alcohol for the next 24 hours, maybe even 48. Um, it's not going to be a problem. Okay, great. Um, you know, give yourself time to reflect on this, to process, to integrate. Journaling can be great. Um you know, spending moments in gratitude, gratitude for him, for the things that you learn from him, from the things that, you know, because there's a lot, there's always a lot, right? Um, but this is a, a big opening for you and a big opportunity for you to start moving forward in a whole new direction. And um, I, I think you have a, a huge uh, because you moved a lot of energy here. I think you have a huge opportunity. Thank you, Chris. I really appreciate you guiding me through it. Mm. It's my pleasure. Thank you for going there. Thank you for taking taking the advantage of the opportunity and really getting in there. That's That's big. Thanks. Check in with me in the next couple of days. 
let me know how you're doing. Sometimes the, you know, we do something like this and, you know, we stir up a lot of things and the dust doesn't settle. So if you have some questions, if you need support, if, you know, any, anything you want clarification on, if something really cool happens and, and you want to celebrate a win, please reach out. Okay. I will do that. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Huge movement of energy there. And Angela is going, she's still got some work to do. She's going to have a lot of integration to do, but you could tell that that was a powerful movement of energy. That was a huge mobilization. And you can have a similar experience, have a truly transformative experience. Go to statusflow.net and apply to be on Mindfuck. You can also check out the Moonshot group coaching cohorts, one-on-one engagements, as well as team engagements. So you can make your impossible Moonshot a reality. Statusflow.net. Thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you next time.